you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. Thanks for taking the opportunity to be with us and be part of this community. Honored to have my brother Kevin still with us out there in Barstow, California. Good morning, Kevin. Hey, good morning. I'm looking out the windshield of my RV and um, staring at palm trees. So good to be in the high desert. You know, the only thing that's always bummed me out about that part of California and California is that they don't have coconut trees, brother. And I know that's a good thing when you don't want them to fall on your coach, but I I love (laughs) me some fresh coconuts, brother. And Mm. uh, that's one of the things I love about Hawaii and, and a lot of these tropical places we go that you can get coconut and pineapple that grows on the ground. And so I've been following this couple, brother. I'm going to have to look them up in this, this couple, they like quit their job, sold the house, bought a camper. And what they're doing for a living brother is they're driving around the country in their coach. And, you know, and they're talking about, well, you know, this is, I had a problem with the sewage pump today, you know, and I'm like, man, <laughs> Kevin could teach these people how to live, but it's kind of fun watching them. I, I don't even know why I'm watching them. I met them somewhere in a church, so it seemed like fun. Folks, we want to talk about, so today we wanted to talk about how to be a Christian mentor. So we started off this week and we came right out broadcasting healing that we need to heal from this narcissistic abuse, this craziness, these people have hurt us, this world being upside down. We, then we need to go from that healing. And God's not wasting that. He wants us to take the healing, those things we've been through, that testimony of doing better, those, those ways of hopping back in and getting right. And he wants us to help others, so helping. And then yesterday's broadcast was having a ministry for God. So we heal, we help, and then we want a ministry that goes to the next step. But but along the way, we always want to have our Timothy or uh, we always want to have our Pamela or whatever the case may be. We always want to have that person that we get to help, that that we get to be a mentor for, that person that we contend for, that person that we work for. The Bible teaches us over in Proverbs 27, iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Uh, uh, it also tells us in, uh, when it's speaking of the ladies, and I believe these verses speak to both genders, tells us in Titus 2, 3, 5, the aged woman, where it's talking about an aged woman. And, and isn't it important that you have that older lady in church that can grab those other ladies? The aged woman, likewise, mm-hmm. that they may... Uh, They be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given much wine, teachers of good things that may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, leaders of the home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. And I was thinking, I think the hardest job in the world would be Doug Carriger's wife or being the wife of any man. I, mm. I think that's a tough job. And the Bible knows that too. And they're saying, listen, ladies, when you have those kids, when your husband's a knucklehead, when life is upside down, there'll mm. be an aged woman in church who's ready. Maybe you're that aged woman. And then it's saying men over in Proverbs 27, iron sharpeneth iron. Men, you got to look out for each other. 
And it does, you know, age isn't all that important with men as Christian maturity. I've had Christians 21, 22, 23 years old change my life, running Bible studies in the military, being my pastor. But there's a responsibility here when we're going to mentor someone. When we're, the, the responsibility is, is our iron needs to be sharp. Our iron needs to be solid. Our lives need to be clean. There needs to be some holiness there. We can't mentor people if we're out there belly aching and bad-mouthing people, being false accusers. Uh, we need to be there. You know, we need to show people what it's like to live a sober, holy life. How to be that good dad. How to, how to focus in on the teaching according to the Bible. How to focus in on respecting our spouses and children. That's what these verses are covering. Uh, supporting one another. Boy, being a mentor, Kevin, when you think of being a mentor, did, do you have one or you had a mentor that has really helped you that way, brother? Yeah, I, I remember uh, as a new Christian, Doug, I was, um, I got into a good church there in uh, West Fairview, Pennsylvania, and uh, the church doesn't exist anymore, but way back then down along the Susquehanna River, right across from uh, Harrisburg, the city, the capital, um, there was a, um, there was a church there that had, um, Chuck Harvey and he was just born again. He was, he was saved criminal and, uh, you never knew it, but he was brand new saved. And I met him right after he got born again and brother, he was a new creature, man. He was just an encouragement. So he started to say, Hey, we're having Bible studies Sunday night after church. Pastor said we could have one at our house. And he was just so full of zeal and love for the Lord. And he was going to Bible school himself there at the Harrisburg school of the Bible. And he was uh, loving the book of Romans. So he's teaching the book of Romans. So what was going on is he was learning in the classroom setting and then committing it to us and, um, and, and that, in fact, I was just reading in, uh, second Timothy two, two, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So that chain of mentorship was, was Paul to Timothy and then Timothy to other people. And Timothy became a pastor there in Ephesus that, that's what was taking place in my life. And these other pastors that taught at the school of the Bible were teaching him and, and he was teaching us. And then I went from there and was able to <clears throat> help commit those to people. But yeah, that mentorship was so precious because it was just, it was church was great and, and church and the difference between church and mentorship is, um, and, and true mentorship. I mean, you're, you're, you're technically mentored. It says among many witnesses. So in church, you are getting mentorship. I get that. But, um, Doug, I've been challenged that discipleship is not just monologue. It's also dialogue and it's also life. And Jesus used all three things. So he preached, which was monologue sermon on the Mount case in point. He used dialogue um, Simon, son of Barjona, what do you think about this? Um, what do you think about that? You know, he asked questions. He, he dialogued and in, in a, in a good sense of the word, his dialogue 
was mentorship. He made sure people got what he was saying. And if they didn't, he repeated it in a different way. And he, he gave parables and illustrations and whatnot, depending on what he was getting as feedback. So mentorship was uh, dialogue, but then also um, life. Jesus took people with him when he went on a journey. He said, hey, you want to come with me? Uh, and I imagine, you know, good mentorship for him was, hey, I need to go to town to get some bread. Peter, come along with me. And then on the way, he showed him how he witnessed, how he did this and how he did that. And they marveled at at the way he witnessed to people there in John 4 with the woman at the well. And so, you know, mentorship is all three. It it takes monologue, dialogue, and life. And, um, yeah, the, the, the witness I had in that Sunday night, late Sunday night meeting was to watch how they lived, how they treated their kids, how they, you know, how Mrs. served up things. Mrs. was a good example of a godly Christian wife in that she would serve, you know, she would disappear and go make cookies and she'd come back and serve them. And then she'd participate in the Bible study. It's just good, good life example. And I think all of them are awesome. No, I, I think, you know, in the army, they actually have what they call uh, a ranger buddy, which basically means mentor. And, um, and it may be the case I've had ranger buddies from my buddy Willie who died in my arms and I think the last ranger buddy I had in the military was a lady who worked about 100 miles from me I met her once or twice you know but the army had a way of setting up ranger buddies with people around the same rank that look out for one another that kind of sort of do the same job and it was a good thing uh, especially you know ranger buddies in my life that would say Doug are your PT scores right have you done this? Have, have you got ready for that next promotion? Do you have your DA photo done? Uh, hey, Doug, how's your attitude? How's your morale? And these are people that aren't necessarily in the army close to you. Well, in God's army, he put a mentor in my life. I'll tell you a little bit about him. I'm probably going to have to go a little bit after we have our, our broadcast break here. But uh, there was a guy who came into my life. His name was Art Greenlee. And boy, he came into my life right at the right time. God brought him in right after I got saved. I moved to Alexandria, Virginia, and I joined at that time Ingleside Baptist Church. And there was a, uh, an Air Force major. His name was Art Greenley, and I think he was a graduate of the Air Force Academy. But he was a graduate of the Academy of the Bible. I mean, in his heart and life, he knew every word in the Bible. Man, he could bring things to thoughts. He had stopped by my house. He worked right across the street from where I lived. Sometimes if he'd see my car there on his way home, he'd stop by. But I want to talk to you a little bit about Art Greenley and share a verse with you. But we'll be right back. We want to let these radio stations do what they have to do. Hang with us. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. So I can remember old brother Art Greenley, and I, I remember I had just got saved, and, and and sadly I still smoked, and 
there was some things in my, I smoked a little bit. I didn't smoke much in my life, but at that point I was, I remember one time I was out on the front lawn of my house by the porch, just smoking a cigarette because I didn't want to smoke in front of the kids or anything. And I can remember looking up and seeing Art Greenlee run from his office down across the street and ran up to me and put his arm over my shoulder and said, would you share one of those blessings with me? And oh, my soul. I'm here to tell you, he could have oh. taken a sword, drew it, and put it right through my heart and had done less damage than he did to me at that point. <sighs> I remember he pulled his little pocket Bible out and he started showing me verses and talking about being a temple of the Holy Spirit of God. And, and I want you to know there was never in my life, that's been 30-something years since I've got saved, never in my life have I drawn a cigarette to my lips. There are things he taught me about being a husband, being a father. Oh, my goodness, did God use that fella. He'd make me, and, and, and he got me running on weekends. He, uh, We'd go out on visitation on Saturdays with the bus and get a bunch of bus kids. And he got me my own bus, and man, we were filling that thing up. And uh, he taught me he taught me how to live as a Christian man. And, but he was faithful. He was loyal. He loved his wife. He had a good family. He loved his God. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul, the apostles looking out, and he says, be followers of me, even as I follow Christ. So he, he says, follow the example of others that are following Christ. A mentor should strive to follow Christ. Christ. Art Greenlee followed Christ. Art Greenlee's life was beyond reproach. Art Greenlee, and he made me, and he made me his assistant. I was the assistant junior pastor at my church for like a year. I was the assistant in charge of visitation for our church. Quickly, he made me assistant. I had no real job. Just whatever he wanted me to do. I'd be the first one there, man. I'd turn on the lights. I'd fill out the visitation thing. I'd get that bus running. I'd clean the windshield. I'd make sure the tank was full. I was there an hour before anyone else. And, man, I just wanted, I just wanted to serve God. I wanted, I, I wanted to be like Art. And I remember a couple of years went by, and one day Art called me up. He said, we need to sit down, brother. And I said, oh, that'd be great. He said, can I buy you coffee over at the PX? I said, I love that. And I remember I, I drove over to PX at like five in the morning. Uh, instead of PT, I did PT on my own that day. And I went over and we're, we're sitting there at the coffee truck, you know, right outside where the tables were at Fort Belvoir. And uh, Art looked at me and he said, I'm moving. And uh, it's your turn. And I remember mm-hmm. going to the pastor and becoming the junior church pastor. And I, 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 wow. I, remember, I remember being in charge of visitation. But, you know, he had me ready. A mentor gets you ready. A mentor is preparing you to take the mantle. It's the opposite of this uh, Saul and David thing. It's preparing. It's looking out for one another. It's holding you in your arms. It's dropping off donuts and coffee, Kevin. It's making a difference that way. Yeah. Boy, you just nailed so many things. So a mentor has to have character because I got that while you were describing your um, respect for art at green, uh, greenly. Yeah. Um, greenly. Yes, sir. Yeah. You're describing because what, and it was evident without, without saying a whole lot about his character qualities, the fact that you were showing up early, you were doing this. That means that you saw in him an example of how to be everything, you know, uh, of course he was not perfect, but you saw honor, courage, commitment, loyalty, self-discipline, self-sacrifice, 
um, you know, all the things that, all the things that we're supposed to be as, as a human, as a dad, as, as whatever you said, you know what? I want to hang around this guy, whatever he's got to say, I want to listen to chiefly because his life backs it up. And, um, you know, just like we were talking, uh, yesterday about being a, having an effective ministry, we want people to go from our, um, experience with us, whether they spend a year with us, five years or, or five minutes, I want them to go away saying, number one, what a great savior he has. And number two, I want what he has because I want to live the way he does. He's got a higher, a higher calling about him. And, um, you know, Paul told, Paul told Timothy, uh, no, well, Paul told the Corinthians about Timothy, you know, Timothy was the ment, uh, the ment, the mentor E of Paul. And he said, for this cause, I have, I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So he was saying, you know what? Timothy's going to come and he's going to do things the way I do it. And he's not talking about, I don't think his nuances, his inflections. I don't think Paul was really uh, necessarily a, a guy that everyone wanted to emulate because he evidently his bodily presence was, was weak. His speech was contemptible. At least that's what the Corinthians were saying. And so, you know, he had some things that were less than ideal, but I think his character was so high that when Timothy went, he said, you know what, as ugly as this guy Paul is, or as many struggles as he has, or his voice is this issue, you know what, his character is impeccable. He loves God and it shows. And where I go to the Corinthians, I'm going to tell them, hey, if Paul was here, you know what? He would take the high road in this thing. Guys, you guys are, you Corinthians are, are, hanging around struggling in the, in the lower echelons of humanity of where you need to be. You're, you're carnal. Why don't you go ahead and, and follow me as I follow Paul, as he follows Christ. And we're going to go to high ground. We're going to live better than this. And, uh, anyone that's listening, I, you know, I would hope that they'd say, you know what? I want my kids. I don't, I'm not here to project my, life, my goals, my everything through them. I want them to rise up and be the very best they can be in Christ because of my influence. And that means I'm going to have to do the you know, the hard thing. I'm going to have to take the high road. I'm going to have to swallow my pride when they don't do it my way. I'm going to have to know when to you know, like, like God does with us. He winks sometimes. He, he, he just says, well, I'm going to let that go. I'm not, and thank God that he doesn't deal with all of us after our sins. Every time we sin, he says, I'm going to let that go because I think I can help him surrender that to me by being good to him in this other way. And that goodness will lead him to repentance. But, you know, always taking the high road. I want to have that kind of character, brother, that people that look at me say, you know what? I want to, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about, you know, this and that about is the way he looks and the way he sounds, but man, I want to live the way he lives. Yeah. That's something great. 
And uh, it's, you know, the Bible, not too long ago, we were in the book of Proverbs. And as we wrap that up, I think in Proverbs 10, we were talking about he that walketh uprightly walks surely. It's in front of my Bible. I know it's in 10. I don't know the exact verse. And, uh, uh, but exactly what Kevin's saying, character, character. Uh, you know, it's such a big thing. It kind of, you know, character and integrity are doing the right thing even when no one's looking because you know God's looking and you get yourself in a habit. And uh, we do not let our evil be spoken. Uh, we do not let our good be spoken evil of, the Bible says. We we don't go out and do something evil to get a good result. No, we live. And if we're going to be mentors and if we're going to pick mentors, they're the guys and the gals that do what's right even when no one's looking. They're the guys and the gals when they're tired, when they're upside down, when they want to strangle their husbands and wives, when they want to kill their kids, when they want to jump off a mountain. They do the right thing. Iron sharpeneth iron. Aged women tell the young women, hey, man, this is how I got through. Isn't that what it's all about? Folks, listen, I don't know about you, but I want to be that person that can be a mentor. I want to mentor other people, and I want to be mentored. I want to be mentored. I have a mentor that I talk to all the time. We sure do love you, folks. We look forward to talking tomorrow. And as we go into tomorrow, we want to talk about having a positive attitude all the time. May God bless you. Hang in there. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.